0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Jose Garcia. We pick up where we left off from Genesis chapter 9. Noah discovered that his son Ham slept with his own mother, who later gave birth to Canaan. Because of that, Noah cursed Ham. So with that being said, we ask our Father to bless us with wisdom and knowledge as we dive back into His Word and begin Genesis chapter 10. Amen. Welcome back, disciples, to another episode of The Disciples' Haven. Chapter 10 of the book of Genesis. Now, a little forewarning, this chapter is going to go into about the families of the sons of Noah. And it's important to know this because, again, to understand the end, we must understand the beginning. More importantly, we can document the genealogy that would eventually bring our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, as I go through the chapter, I'm going to be skipping certain sections. Um, I'm only going to highlight on the sections that are, I believe, important for you to know. So without further ado, chapter 10, verse 1, and it reads, Now these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and unto them were sons born after the flood. The sons of Japheth, Gomer, and Magog, and Madai, and Javan, and Tubal, and Meshech, and Tiras. And the sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz, and Ripath, and Togarmah. And the sons of Javan, Elisha, and Tarshish, Kittim and Dondonim. By these were the isles of the Gentiles divided in their lands, every one after his tongue, after their families in their nations. Now let's pause real quick. We were just talking about the sons of Japheth, but all of a sudden this name Gentiles is brought here. And what are the Gentiles? Well, the Hebrew word for Gentile is goi. And the Gentiles are those who are not of Adamic descent, basically the sixth day creation. This further documenting that the flood couldn't have possibly engulfed the whole earth. Because here we have documentation showing how the Gentiles were all separated into their own lands. Now again, that's my opinion, but I'll leave it up to you to draw your own conclusion. Verse 6 And the sons of Ham, Cush and Mizraim and Phut and Canaan, and the sons of Cush, Seba and Havilah and Sabta and Rama and Saptekah, and the sons of Rama, Sheba, and Dedan. And Cush begat Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. Now, Nimrod sure was a mighty one, all right. Mighty one of rebellion. Nimrod was the one responsible for creating Babylon. And keep in mind, the word Babel in the Hebrew means confusion. Verse 9, He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod the mighty hunter before the Lord, and the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, and Erech, and Akad, and Kalneh, in the land of Shinar. We're going to go ahead and skip the next verses all the way to verse 15. You can read these genealogies if you want, but I want to go to verse 15 where it begins an important lineage. And Canaan begat Sidon his firstborn, and Heth, and the Jebusite, and the Amorite, and the Gergesite, and the Hivite, and the Archite, and the Sinite, and the Arvadite, and the Zemurite, and the Hamathite, and afterward were the families of the Canaanites spread abroad. And so here we have the lineage of Canaan, the son born from an ancestral affair. Something to note on here that some of these people, the Jebusites, would form a city called Jebus. Some of you may know that King David, when he conquered the city of Jebus, he later would change the name from Jebus to Jerusalem. Just a little fun fact for you guys. Verse 19. And the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon, as thou comest to Gerar unto Gaza, as thou goest unto Sodom and Gomorrah, and Admah and Zeboim, and even unto Lasha. Now, one thing I want to point out. These Canaanites are not to be confused with the sons of Cain, who are known as Kenites. K-E-N-I-T-E-S. Those we'll discuss in a future episode. Now, let's drop down to verse 24. And Arphaxad begat Salah, and Salah begat Eber. And unto Eber were born two sons. The name of one was Peleg, for in his days was the earth divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. I wanted to point out this name Eber. This is where we get the name of Hebrew. The meaning of the word Hebrew means to traverse or to cross or, or to cross over. This is also where the term Iberian comes from as well. Jose, are you saying that Europe has something to do with the Hebrews? Oh you betcha. You know, Eber, Iber, but a different topic for a different time. Pelig while his name means division in verse 25 it's talking about how the people of the earth began dividing the land now let's go to chapter 11 i trust you're going to read all the other family members but i wanted to touch up on those certain names that i think needed a little bit more of attention so chapter 11 verse 1 and it reads and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech and that language would be hebrew at the time one world one language but also keep in mind, they all had different dialects, just as the English, English language does today, or the Spanish, or any language for that matter. And also, one thing to keep in mind, we're, we're looking at years and years already after the flood. Verse 2, And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And this land, Shinar, is known as Babylon. Babylon. Babylon being the land of two rivers, which we now know as Iraq. And of course, those two rivers are the Tigris and the Euphrates River. I have a lot of memories crossing over the Euphrates River whenever we did missions into Ramadi, but um, another time. (laughs) And they said one to another, go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Now, did you catch what these people were doing by saying, let us build us a city? Let us make us a name? What's missing from that? God. These people were trying to create their own salvation without the help of God. Keep in mind, this isn't that far into the future from the days of Noah's flood either. And here we have these people in one tongue communicating with each other, trying to get ahead of God by thinking God might cause another flood or he might cause us to be scattered. So we have an idea for that. Let us create our own salvation by building a tower so we can live. Well, my friends, we all know what happens when we think we can do things by ourselves to create our own salvation. It never turns out the way we plan it. Verse 5, And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of the men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Go to let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. God basically came down and said, It seems these people forget who I am. I think it's time to teach them a little bit of humility and remind them exactly who I am. So God caused these people to speak in different languages. And because of this, nobody was able to continue building because they just didn't understand each other anymore. Ever speak to someone in a different language and you're trying hard to communicate with them? You're almost spelling out the words to them and they're just staring at you, sometimes with a smile on their face of confusion? I imagine that's how a lot of these people were, just confused with one another, looking at each other, dumbfounded, some smiling, wondering like, what in the world are you saying? One thing you must know, anytime you have someone or some people, thinking they can teach one another to create their own salvation, God will never stand for it. No one is saved less through Christ alone. Now, some of you might say, Jose, I don't think anybody teaches that nowadays. Oh, really? You don't have pastors teaching about the rapture? How? Oh, don't worry, child. As long as you pay your tithes and you come to church every Sunday and you're baptized, you're saved, you'll be raptured away. That's teaching they basically don't have to learn the Word of God. You're teaching those people that they can create their own salvation. And sadly, many are buying into that, and many more will. Verse 9, Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. Like I said before, we as humans tend to be on this never-ending cycle of being given blessings. We abuse those blessings only to tick God off. God then has to cause some kind of event to punish humans for their wrongdoing, only for humans over time to screw it all up again. But you, as a modern-day Christian, you know better. Break away from that earthly cycle. Be the change for God. Now, we're going to skip all the way to verse 27. You guys with your Bibles will have no problem reading these next verses of all the begats of Shem, etc., etc. I want to skip to verse 27 because we get into a lineage or genealogy that we'll be dealing with for the remainder of our studies, pretty much. Verse 27, and it reads, And these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran began Lot, And Haddon died before his father Terah in the land of nativity in Ur of the Chaldees. And this city Ur is also in Iraq. I remember going by there when uh, we crossed from Kuwait going north into Iraq until we got outside of Fallujah on my first deployment to Iraq. Very hot and a very desert-like environment. And I also remember, just just not not to deviate from, from our studies, but I remember talking to one of the Iraqi National Guard there. He had his, uh, he had broken English, but he was, I was still able to understand him and he was able to understand me. And I remember we were sitting down and they had given us this uh, very flat bread. I forgot what they call it. And um, I was telling him about our mission going from Kuwait up into Iraq and uh, how we passed uh, through the land of Ur. And the first thing he told me was, Abraham was from there. And I told him, I know. How'd you know Abraham was from there? And obviously, they are, their teachings um, are very, almost very similar to the Christian ones. But it was um, it was kind of a little humbling moment, I thought. Verse 29. And Abram and Nahor took them wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife, Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah, and the father of Iscah. But Sarai was barren she had no child. And Terah took Abram his son, and Lot the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarai his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife. And they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. And they came unto Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were two hundred and five years, and Terah died in Haran." A very important lesson here in verse 31, how it says Terah took Abram and Lot and Sadai and they left Ur to go to the land of Canaan, which is the land that we know as Israel today. It's important to know how this has a double meaning. What's God's message for us today living in these last few days? He always tells us to come out of Babylon, or in other words, come out of confusion. Get out of her and flee. Why? Because God wants you knowing the truth. Look around you. Turn the TV on for a little bit. Look at all the confusion there is amongst the churches, amongst people, amongst the nations, amongst the different religions. They have caused so many wars and have failed in doing their primary duty, which was to teach the Word of God chapter by chapter. Instead, they make a mockery of the living God and His Word. Get out of Babylon, get out of confusion. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope it taught you a little bit more than what you knew before. As always, if you learn something new, be sure to share the show with friends and family. Let's help God plant these seeds amongst the people. I mean, that's what we're sent to do, right? Help bring more people to the word of God, try to save as many souls as we can. Let's help these people get out of Babylon by showing them the truth. If you like the show, don't forget to follow me on Instagram where I post all the new upcoming episodes so you don't miss any content. As always, go in peace.